Tonight's Everyone Hates Their Team on this podcast episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. Brought to you by State Farm. Just like football, life can be unpredictable. That's why State Farm agents are there to help over 19,000 agents. A local State Farm agent could be just around the block in person, by phone, through the app. State Farm is there. Go with the one with coverage and agents you can count on. State Farm. Talk to an agent today. Meanwhile, there was a time when healthcare made house calls. Thanks to CVS Health, that time has come again. Home care managers who provide help to those who need it most. Trained nurses who administer IV treatments right in patients' homes. Prescription delivery to millions of homes each year. CVS Health created the future of health using a simple idea from the past. We saw today there was a, a weird play from the past in the Texans-Pats game like a double reverse and then Hopkins throwing it to Deshaun Watson. I think that, I think the 1940 bears did that, uh, at CVS health, health is everything, not all services available in all States. We're also brought to you by the ringer podcast network, where you can find the book of basketball 2.0 podcast. We put up nine. We have one going up Monday night at midnight, Dirk Nowitzki, the pyramid podcast. I had old friend Mark Stein came in, and we broke down Dirk's entire career that is going up Monday night. And on the rewatchables, Wolf of Wall Street is going this week. We have an action-packed rewatchable schedule going down the stretch here. Wolf of Wall Street, Happy Gilmore, The Godfather Part Two, Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good December. Happy holidays. That's my gift to you for free. Four great rewatchables podcasts. We have a good one coming up with uh, Cousin Sal. Both of us hate our teams. We don't hate Pearl Jam. Let's go. All right, on the line as he is every Sunday night here on the BS Podcast, Cousin Sal. Sal, let's talk about what everyone in America is talking about right now. Dave Damashek starting Sam Darnold over Deshaun Watson <laughs> in week 13 of fantasy. Has, this ever, so has anything crazy or ever happened in fantasy ever? <laughs> we'll get to Damashek. We'll get to my team that lost 72 hours ago. No one even remembers. But first, we must yeah. talk about the New England Patriots. Yeah. Potentially a, a five seed. Oh, shit. Why? Oh, because the Bills could. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Don't laugh. You have to decide who you want to root for next week the Ravens or the Bills. It's going to be fun. I actually saw the odds today before this Pats game this morning. The Bills were like, what, a 15 to 1 to win the division, something like that? Was it, yeah, was yeah, it even it was higher right. than that? That was about it, I think. Yeah, I saw 12 or 15. All right. So, what do you want from me from this podcast? Do you want skies falling panic? Do you want reassuring? What do you want? What personality should I adopt? Oh, man. Throw them all at me. I think people like seeing multiple personality, Bill. But what, what are you truly feeling about this? Well, here's the thing I don't think Houston's very good. That's the most alarming thing to me uh, out of tonight is mm. when Baltimore kicked the shit out of the Pats, that one I was like, oh, my God. Baltimore is really good. If you play this game 10 times, I'm not sure how many times the Pats win. This game, it was more of a, a giveaway by the Pats early, and then Houston got a lot of momentum, and then the game just slipped away. But I thought really poorly coached, really poorly played, and the lack of talent on the skill position players, I think, uh, is, is my takeaway this whole season, and especially tonight. Brady's going to get blamed tomorrow. 
it's going to be this whole is Brady done thing. I, it, did everybody watch the game? Who were the open receivers until we no, got to garbage sure. time? I, I, they just don't have any scary players, do they? Do you do you find no, scary yeah, Patriots show, on this I, I, team? Who was that tight end that finally made a reception over the, with the seam over Lacoste. the middle? Yeah, and they talked about that and how he misses that, and he needs that every two drives at least. Otherwise, it's Edelman on Jonathan Joseph who like blanketed him when he was on him. He did a great job with him, and it's uh you know it's uh, swing passes out to James White, which in you know in garbage time yielded a lot of points, but um I, I don't know if it was there for the first three quarters. They double teamed Julian Edelman, which is crazy. It's not like he's DeAndre Hopkins or Tyreek Hill or something. He's mm -hmm. Julian Edelman. Um, they used a nickelback to shade James White the whole time. And Collinsworth was praising it. Meanwhile, James White was really the only reliable guy the Patriots had tonight. What really killed them were the other receivers. Muhammad Sanu, they gave up a second round pick for. Um, I, I don't remember him making a big play all game. I do remember him fair catching a punt on the five yard line. That was fun. I do yeah. remember him dropping a fourth and one pass, which they should have called a pass interference and they didn't. So I, I know he's he's battling a, a, a sore ankle, but they traded a second-round pick for him. He was supposed to be an impact guy the same way Emmanuel Sanders has been for Denver. That mm -hmm. hasn't happened. And then you have Nikhil Harry, who they spent a first-round pick on last year in a draft that is honestly loaded with receivers. And, right. you know, he got hurt. He missed eight games. I, the feedback on him, even dating back to last spring, was even Brady and, and his side of things were worried that he was going to help at all this year. He seemed kind of raw. And uh, and, and Jacoby Myers looks like he doesn't even practice with Brady the way they're off. Yeah, they they he's basically should be on a practice squad. I mean, I like him, but I, I don't know if that's the guy that you should be relying on on third and nines. But the Nikhil Harry thing, that swung the game today. That uh, pick I, guess, that Brady I thought this threw. was going to be a lot more fun. You're going to say our season's over. Our defense no, was terrible. That that was the key. We can't we can't uh, we can't defend against a top notch receiver. We're going to have trouble. We're going to lose to the Chiefs. I wanted to hear all that. I'm not hearing any of that. I mean, well, I I think it's a game the old school Pats would have just tried to outscore Houston, and I'm not sure they have the firepower anymore. Like the Nico Harry play, the pick that turned the game around when it was three nothing, and Houston had no momentum at all at that point. And Harry just got out-muscled by a D-back who just cut in front of him. He didn't fight for it at all. Texans get a huge play. They end up getting a touchdown out of it. And I don't know if we saw Harry more than like five plays after that. I think he got banished to Siberia. But, you know, what's what's bothersome for me is they spent a lot of capital the last two years on skill position guys. And you watch a game like tonight and people are going, where's the firepower? It's like, well... They spent a first-round pick on Sony Michelle, one pick in front of Lamar Jackson. They spent a first-round pick on Nikhil Harry. They traded a second-round pick for Muhammad Sanu. Where's the firepower? Those are three right. pretty juicy picks. Like, if your team spent two firsts and a second on skill position guys and none of them showed up in this game, wouldn't you be concerned? Yeah. Well, let me tell you, the firepower, if I may answer, is uh, off tweeting apologies to Robert Kraft. Bring Antonio <laughs> Brown back if you need him so badly. It It is... It is frightening that I was on multiple Pats fan threads today about AB coming back. And then he did an Instagram post today. And, but you know, it all makes sense. This is why Brady obviously was fighting behind the scenes for them not to give up on the AB thing. But you look, you look at all the, uh, the picks and the capital they've spent on the scope position guys, the fact that they never replaced Gronk, the fact that they don't have a deep threat at all. How many times have you seen Brady this year? throwing deep downfield and either the guy is completely blanketed 
or he just has to throw the ball 20 yards away from whoever he was aiming it for or he's going to get intercepted. Nobody right. is open downfield ever. So if people are going to talk tomorrow about whether Brady is done or not, you got to look at the at the supporting cast. Sure. And they're just the, the number. You could look at numbers and interceptions. And interceptions are weird because there's tip passes and there, maybe there should be more, maybe there should be fewer. But the number they brought up is his 3.1 seconds before release, which is way higher than previous years, than earlier in the year, than everything. So this was not a, a, a good game. But but I honestly, I, I thought, man, you know, I, I still think that Every Miss Vinatieri kick is leading to the biggest, the <laughs> biggest tampering scandal we've ever seen where the Patriots just pick him up and he kicks the game winner in Baltimore right through the uprights. Take that, Tucker, right in your face. <laughs> that, that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about that Patriots team flexing their muscles. Uh, it's going to be sad for everyone. Uh, You're laughing, but you know that's going to be true. He, well, he would be our fifth kicker this year. Yeah. That, the, the coaching today was so shoddy. In so many different ways on the Pats side. I mean, he Bill O'Brien and Romeo Cornell really outcoached the Pats. But, you know, here's an example. They score the touchdown and they have a chance to go for a two point to cut it to 10 or just kick the PAT to go to 11. Right. Brady goes to the line. He just stands there. They take yeah. a delay a game. Collinsworth and Michaels are fine with that. Collinsworth, oh, he just wanted to see what, see what defense. Obviously, he didn't like it. It's like, all right, well, now Kai Forbass kicking a 38 yarder. This right. isn't good. Right, and right, right. I'm watching with Kyle. I'm going, what the fuck are we doing? He's not going to make this. He duck hooks it. Now we're down 12. We're down two touchdowns. And it's well, like, also the way he did it, too. He, he he approaches the line. He puts his hands on his hips. Like, at least get up there and bark. You know, try to get right. any, someone to jump off size. I don't know what you're going to do with that. But don't take the penalty yourself when you're on your fourth kicker and five yards might make a difference in an extra point. It looked like it did. And then the fourth and one where the Brady QB sneak is what? 12.01 for 12.02 lifetime? Yep. And they end up doing the play action to Sanu, who he's not on the same page with yet at all. I don't mind that. Now, he was held a little bit. but No, he, um, he was interfered with. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I, he's thrown to him, what, 15 times in a game all season? I don't right. know. Just run the QB sneak. It works every time. Yeah. And then the, the blitzing Watson, which worked for a little bit, and then at some point became absurd. And he was just destroying them with it. And, why, and Hopkins was able to get open one-on-one on Gilmore. Houston couldn't run the ball at all. And I, I just think the I think the Pats defense is great for them to give up 28 points to Houston. In my opinion, when Houston can't run the ball is nuts. And that's what's weird. Like you want to say, like, oh, Hopkins is the best receiver they face. He had a decent game. He got open when he needed to. He had only had five receptions for 64 yards. Uh they were beat deep, which was the weird thing. You don't see that, you know. You and they see- and they you missed tackles. Fells deep and Kenny Stills and all those guys. That's what was strange to me. Yeah, they were mi- they missed tackles. Like they had that that one sack Simon could add on Watson. He mi- and he just lets him go. That was and a then, game changer. Yep. And then uh, the linebacker who missed the tight end. Uh, oh no, it was Chung who missed the tight end on the outside. And mm-hmm. this was not a good game. And you know, again, I don't like to overreact to September, October, November games, but this was a significant one because. Now they have to go into Baltimore. Unless yep. unless they get some help from Baltimore, they're going to have to go there and win. And we just watched that Niners-Ravens game today where I thought the Niners played really defensively about as well as you could possibly play against them. Offensively, yep. I thought Jimmy G was pretty shaky. But they did enough to hang around in that game. And the Ravens can still, they're a four down team in these fourth quarters. I, I've never seen anything like it where it's just like, 
we have to go 10 yards. We're using all four downs. It's third and seven. That's fine. We're, we're, we're going to keep the ball these next two downs. And they're at home and they have the best field goal kicker on the planet. And you compare that to the Pats where the Pats, the special teams this year has really taken a step back. Like the kicking game, the punter's okay. The field goal kicking situation is a disaster. The return situation is really below average now. They get no boost at all. If anything, it's a detriment. And you look at the Ravens and it's like, it's all the little stuff the Ravens have done with special teams, with going forward on these fourth downs, with really knowing what their identity is and they don't beat themselves. And I think they're the best team. Well, I think they're the best team too, but it didn't, none of this stuff you talked about really mattered the last five weeks. They killed everyone by 30 points, like 28, 30 points, 30. Yeah. If I read the score, you, you know, you, you remember, but it's, yeah, this is the day they needed Tucker. And I had said it earlier. I don't know if I said to you, but this is going to be a weird game. I'm, I'm like, I don't know how to gauge this, but I think neither team shows up or one of the teams doesn't show up. San Francisco, West Coast playing East early. I don't know why that game's early anyway. Stupid. Make that a later game that everyone could watch. Uh, and then, you know, the Ravens coming off that Monday night dismantling of the Rams. Maybe they check out a little early, but no, they really played at a high level, both of those teams for the entire game. And it was great. I mean, I, I commented uh, that I wouldn't mind seeing it again in February. I feel like everybody said that, but yeah, those are two teams. Jimmy G, I don't know. He kind of impressed me. I feel like he can go on the road and win. That was a tough, uh, tough game to a shine. And he, he was definitely a little happy feetish. I felt like, um, I'm just so impressed by Baltimore. Yeah. I like watching football teams that know exactly who they are and they know exactly who they are. Every decision they make is logical and you can guess it ahead of time as compared to what we watch with my Patriots today. Right. Uh, and, and Lamar did his thing. He and Lamar fumbled, did his but thing. He didn't, let, he didn't let it get to him. Like they ended up, they seemed to be in control at second half anyway. I didn't feel like it was the greatest Lamar game. I thought he, he really badly missed a couple throws today. Bad which, weather too. Yeah, yep. it wasn't great weather, but man, the great equalizer is those plays where they have the sweep and the Niners have it dead to right. They have mm -hmm. the guy in the right spot and the play shouldn't work. And then Lamar just jukes the guy and he goes by him. Yep. And uh, yeah, that team is really, really, really good. And it's going to be, I would say near impossible to beat them there if they, if, if they can avoid injuries. I think KC would probably have the best chance right now. I think it's going to be tough to beat them anywhere. But I, would, I wouldn't undersell this uh, Houston team. I don't think they're in the final, the AFC finals, but, you know, they have some good wins. They beat up your team. They yeah. beat up the Chiefs. They're, they're okay. They're really not bad. Yeah, I don't know why. I know why you I, like Tennessee to win the division, run away with that whole thing, but. I don't know why I, I have not warmed up to this Houston team yet. Even tonight, I've, I, they can't run the ball. Yeah. That seems like a problem. They, they I thought, really scouted the Patriots well. They, mm -hmm. over and over again, and Collinsworth just pointed out, able to get Duke Johnson on those little pass plays against linebackers, which right. is kind of the secret weakness of this Pats defense. That most of the teams they played just didn't have the right personnel to exploit it. Mm -hmm. But I thought they did a great job. I thought defensively, they uh, they threw a whole bunch of weird stuff at Brady, and Brady seemed confused a lot of time in the first half. Even not scoring that touchdown on that first drive was so important. You know, they're they're inside the ten; it's first down, and they just had a terrible last three plays. And bounce back. So anyway, yeah, they end up kicking a field goal. Everyone says, "Well, that's a win. That's a win for the Texans, right there." Just, just maintaining a seven-three lead. Well, that was 
a doubly big game for Houston because Tennessee is coming on like a freight train. And we, mm -hmm. I want to talk about that, but let's take a break quick. Hey, there's no need to interrupt your workday or fight traffic to get to the post office. Anything you can do at the post office. You can do it at stamps.com. Whether you're a small office sending invoices or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. And once your mail is ready, just hand it to your friendly mail carrier or drop it in a mailbox. With stamps.com, you get five cents off every first class stamp, up to 40% off priority mail, not to mention a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. I love stamps.com. Don't spend a minute of your holiday season at the post office this year. Sign up for stamps.com with my promo code BS. Get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. Type in BS. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office. Again, stamps.com. Enter BS. Okay, so we have this AFC South where early it looked like Indianapolis grabbed control of it. Then they started getting banged up. And then Houston grabbed control. And then quietly, here comes Tennessee. And <laughs> Tennessee, I texted you in-house at the beginning of the fourth quarter and was tied. And I, I, I watched the whole game. Tennessee was better. And it seemed like it was going to be one of those potential stupid Indianapolis wins where it's like, wow, Indianapolis pulled that out by three. Yep. How did they do that? They're not, not nearly as good. And then Tennessee laid the smackdown. And, you know, there was, there was stats circulating on the internet today about Derrick Henry. His last 16 games, he's over 1,700 yards with 18 TDs. He might actually be the best running back in the league right now just from a production standpoint. And right. Tannehill's never played this well. The receivers are physical. And it's one of those teams, we always talk about this, where you see the sideline, everybody's locked in, where they make a play and there's 20 guys jumping on the field, fist pumping, yeah. and the coach is going nuts. And I think that I think the Titans really think they're good. I think they believe in the ceiling of the team. And I think they're a wild card come playoff time. What do you think? It's so weird because... Yeah, I guess so. And especially since the Raiders look... Well, first of all, they play the Raiders this week, so that'll be a big game. It's in Oakland. But uh, sure, they're not, I think they could be the sixth best team. I'm not buying into the Steelers. It's a fun thing that I've done, and Mike Tomlin deserves all the credit in the world for being seven and five right now. But yeah, I, and it's, feel, it's weird because Tannehill, is, you say he's been great, but he's having okay games. What do you have, 180 yards passing? He just doesn't really screw up that much. He looks slow when he's running the ball and think, he's doing weird things. But Derrick Henry, it's, it's Derrick Henry season. We said that, right? He's going to bust out one or two like 30-yard runs or something crazy, and that's going to be hard to contend with. Then you throw a block punt in there or whatever, and uh, yeah, they believe they can win. They're a fun team to watch. I hate to say it because uh, they're a Clay Travis team. I know. Fun. Well, the game today, Henry fumbled on the first drive. Right. And then Tannehill had a fumble later in the half. Mm -hmm. And it started to have the feeling of like one of those stupid games. The good thing for them is Vinatieri. We talked last week about the concept of the uh, Akfu games. Yeah. Which was the acronym for our kicker fucked us. <laughs> I I don't know if this was an official Akfu game for Vinatieri. He did have two kicks blocked, but I think in both cases, anyone blocks the kick. For some mm -hmm. reason, they just couldn't block. Uh, right. The Titans, but he missed a, a one early that I thought changed the momentum a little bit. I just like this Titans team. Well, and that's funny. It's funny too. I have to give you credit because as a gambler, 
and you picked the Colts to win the division back in August, and you had some success bending on them, but you you saw a turn in them. I don't know what you saw. Maybe that Thursday night game or whatever. Too many but, injuries. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now they're racking up all their position, skill position players. Their top guys are out. But um, yeah, Tennessee. But then you did the thing where you texted me and House, I think, Tannehill with three exclamation points. And I think the fumble came about. Uh, yeah. A 10 Mississippi count right after you yeah, that I text was- went through. I always forget okay. I have the power to cause these. <laughs> I would love to see the stats on the guy's next drive after you. I get the three exclamation points after whatever name you text. But kudos to you. You really you had him on every parlay, everything. That was a good pick, and well, I, I think they could be a six seed easily. I thought they scouted the Colts well too because Brissett's not a hundred percent. I think we're gonna find out after the season he's got some injury we didn't know about because right. he can't really move around. And as the game went on, they just started blitzing the hell out of him and forcing him to either have to backpedal or, or scramble right or left. And he just couldn't do it. He, he couldn't move well enough. If yeah. you look, think about the guy at the first five, six weeks of the season, he was so sure of himself. And now, you know, I was looking at how this could play out with the AFC. You figure the Ravens and the Pats would be the bye teams. Right now, it'd be Steelers at Chiefs 6-3. And then Bills... At Texans 5-4. And the mm-hmm. Titans will be fighting the Steelers for that six spot. And we should talk about the Steelers because Tomlin, Tomlin to me is the coach of the year. Yeah. Right? Unless you want to give it to Harbaugh. But to me, that's more of an organi- organizational thing. Um, what Tomlin's done, you know, he loses Roethlisberger first week. They make this Minka Fitzpatrick trade that everybody thinks is like the all-time Hail Mary. But over and over again, they pulled wins out of their asses. And, you know, you look at last week where he just was like, fuck it. And he benches Rudolph. And at a, after, not even at halftime, after the first drive after halftime, where he's like, I'm not letting this guy ruin my season. Fuck him. Gets right. him out of there. And then doubles down after in the press conference where he was like, where he said that thing about Hodges, about he's not going to kill us. Meaning like Rudolph was and Hodges won't. And then everything they did in the game today where, uh, you know, you you had the Browns that were really looking good early and the Steelers just kept scrapping and scrapping and coming back. And apparently there were these stories about at halftime, Tomlin was drawing up like defenses they'd never used before to try to combat what the Browns are doing. Yeah. But uh, well, you must have heard about him because you bet the Steelers in the second half. You didn't even care. I was like, I don't know. It's minus two and a half. Oh, now it's minus three. You're like, give me the three. I don't care. <laughs> I like the Steelers here. And yeah, you're right about Tomlin. If you lose Big Ben, if you lose Connor, you lose. Well, no, I'm Juju. Not talking about Anto- Antonio Brown, but Juju's not in any of these games. And they're still winning and they're doing it on defense. And I think you're right. He said to, you know, all right, Mason Rudolph, you did your job. You got the Browns' best defender out of the game uh, yeah. when we play them in two weeks. So, but I don't want you screwing up offensively. That said, they are going to have to do better offensively against it. This Browns team is a disaster. So if you look at the Steelers' last few games offensively, what do they have? 20, 16, 7, 17. doesn't really matter who's in there at quarterback. They always seem to be around the same number there. Yeah. Um, they're going to have to do better than that, I think. And it's funny because watching the Browns today, you see the seeds of this powerhouse. When mm-hmm. they have that Chubb's Kareem, that Chubb Kareem Hunt backfield, yeah. and you don't know whether they're going to run Chubb up the middle or do a wheel route with Kareem Hunt or whatever – and then they have Landry and Beckham out there. There's so much firepower. You're just like, right. how is this team that's scoring 35 points a game? Cream yeah. Hunt led the league in rushing two years ago. 
And I think I know how they're not scoring 35 points a game. Did you see the picture of Baker after the game? Right. Oh, my God. Well, he, he looks like he gained 30 pounds since the hand injury today. <laughs> like, is he eating the ice that he's supposed to be putting on his on his wrist? What what happened there? That was a great uh, halftime moment where you, me, and House are all texting, trying to figure out the uh, Steelers' halftime line because we're convinced Baker broke his hand. Yeah. And that, and also, I I just felt like the Steelers were going to win anyway, but Baker hurting his hand, it's like if, if he plays, great, because his hand's hurt. Mm-hmm. If he's out, Gilbert's the backup. That's great, too. Yeah. And then the third quarter starts, and there he is. He's in the game, and he's yeah. got, and they're like, yeah, he seems fine. I was like, oh, my God, what do we do? <laughs> but uh, the Steelers, inspirational story, though. And speaking of inspirational, the Dolphins, who yeah. were an 0-16 candidate, and this was one bet I did lose today where House and I had the Eagles in a parlay with the uh, with the under, which was 51 and a half teased up to. Yep. Just thinking like, wow, the, what are the Dolphins going to score 10 points? The Eagles defense is great. Guess what's not great? The Eagles defense. <laughs> Guess who else it might not be great? Nick uh, Carson Wentz. Well, I think the Dolphins are just going to screw you. When I'm not saying you, screw anybody, screw the betters at least once a year. You're going to have whoever the Dolphins are playing on a teaser or something or a money line parlay or something, and it's not going to make any sense in the world. That team is going to need a win. Today it was the Eagles, and you're going to lose with them. So you might as well just put money aside, like a Dolphins fund. Like, um, you know, you, like, you, know, you just have to count that you're going to blow out a tire every <laughs> two years. You're going to go through a construction site and, and run over a nail. So put aside money for a tire. Put aside money for a loss against the Dolphins. It's not going to make any sense, but that's how you have to treat it, I think. Yeah, but haven't the Colts have done this now? Or the Dolphins have done this now a couple times. That's what I'm saying. Because they, they beat, whether it's a lateral to win the game against the the Patriots or a, a kicker throwing a touchdown to a punter, it's it's always something asinine, and they do it. They covered that Washington game in Week Six, which was their first cover of the season. Yeah. Then, well, whatever. No one's betting that. But the yeah. the Pittsburgh game in Week Eight, where they had the fourteen nothing lead, mm-hmm. and somehow lost twenty seven fourteen. You're like, okay, these guys suck. We figured them out. Then they beat the Jets by eight, beat the Colts by four. They get killed by Buffalo. They get killed by Cleveland. And then they come back and beat Philly in Philly. Yep. Like, how about this, America? Stay away from the Dolphins. Don't put them in parlays. Yeah. Bad idea. Um, Miami, Cincinnati, and Washington all won today, right? It was really tough to make any money. Philly, uh, the Philly fans are out of their mind. And I'll tell you this, Sal. I'll tell you where I am mentally. Mm-hmm. We lost the Super Bowl to Foles and Doug Peterson. Right. And on a day like today, <laughs> you just stare in the... It's like the Michael Corleone sitting outside the Lake Tahoe compound after Fredo's been killed. Just deep in thought and just like comprehending evil. Right. That's that's where I was today. I was like, wow. Foles it, it, it had to be benched. He was so bad. And this guy stared the greatest quarterback of all time in the eyes less than two years ago. Yeah. Less than two years ago. He outplayed Tom Brady in a Super Bowl, and now he can't make it out of the first half. And then Peterson just getting his pants pulled down by Brian Flores and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. And after the game, Peterson said something to the effect of, hey, what could I say? The Dolphins are a good team. <laughs> it's like, oh well, my God. you could say something other than that because that's not true. Well, remember on the pod last week, I was joking about uh, the white 
running back from the undrafted white guy from California. And the announcer was like, I'll tell you, they like this kid. Yeah, right. That kid did, did really well in the game today. Yeah. He yeah. was involved in some big plays. I really like Brian about Flores. Foles. One, one more thing. I like Foles. I, I agree with you. I, I don't know how you explain him to the, like, uh, <laughs> like my grandkids. I'm like, I'm like, go talk to your grandmother. I can't I can't tell you what Nick Foles. I don't know how he won the Super Bowl. I don't know how he got a starting job or got paid $100 million. It, I, no, none of it makes sense. So 2045, they're like, Grandpa Sal. Yeah. Will you tell me what happened with Nick Foles in 2017? Scram. <laughs> Can't do it. I have no answers. <laughs> so the NFC East right now is 10 and 26 in non-division games. See, so oh, I saw something like two and whatever the terrible number is, 19 against winning teams or something. Well, yeah. just any game that's not two NFC East teams playing each other, you're 10 yeah. and 26. That's good. According that's to Chase Stewart, the record since 1970 for worst non-division winning percentage mm-hmm. was the 2014 NFC South, which went 11, 30, and one. Right. For a 274 winning percentage. You're slightly above that at 10 and 26. Right. Well, I could see this coming from you. You're, I mean, that's a blockbuster division you play in from like over a decade now. So, Well, that blockbuster division is 10 and four against every NFC East team. Nah. Just, just say no. And the I, NFC East is down. What do you want me to tell you? And also, like, there's a lot of data that the a, the whole myth of the AFC East is actually not true. Where's the what's the data? I'd love to hear the data. Where one of the Jets been good? That if you go the number two, three, and four teams in every division every year since 2000, the AFC East is way better than you'd think. Go look it up. How, how many times it's on the internet it, uh, have the Bills made the? I, I'm flabbergasted here. In 15 years, how many times have been two AFC East uh, playoff teams? I'm sorry. How many times have the Cowboys made the Super Bowl? The Cowboys. The, the have ma- I'm talking about just a playoff team. Cowboys and Eagles have both made it, or the Giants have made it, or they've, they've been team plenty of years like that. Yeah, you've you've had three Super Bowl teams. All right, and a bunch of losses. Listen, here's all. It's I hit know. or miss. It's feast or famine in the NFC East. Right now, it's this. famine. It's going to be feast in Dallas because we don't even need to win the next two games. If we beat the Eagles in Philly, which why not? They're bad. We're bad. And then beat the Redskins at home in week 17. Cowboys and the NFC is champs. Can you walk me through your emotions on your favorite day of the year, Thanksgiving? Uh, you two the three things you like the most, I I would say. Yeah. Gambling one, food two, football three. I'm gonna put family like 23rd. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's way down there. All of that together into one all-day food, football, gambling extravaganza. Your team's right smack dab in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. Nice, healthy favorites over the Bills. Bills are plus 240 money line. Yeah. and uh, Bills don't need the game. They're a five. No matter how you look at it, they're a five, even though I want to joke with you that they're going to win the AFCs, but they're a five seed anyway. And uh, Cowboys need it. Humiliated after another loss against the Patriots. Yeah, they have that stat thrown in their face all week. They haven't beaten a winning team. Okay, here's a winning team that maybe not isn't that good. Do it, Jason Garrett. But here's the thing. I kind of feel a little bit the way you do about, well, everyone's going to take shots at Brady. I don't blame Garrett this game. Of course, he's terrible. And of course, hey, how about win a game? But when Jerry gets mad, Jerry Jones gets mad. I was angry against the Jets after the Jets lost. 
than the Bills lost. Like I knew immediately we were overmatched. Now, now, like I said, it'd be nice if Jason Garrett could once beat a team that he's not supposed to beat. And in this case, he was supposed to beat the Bills, but they were clearly better defensively. They swarm, they do all the right things. Um, I don't know. I was, I was surprised to see that Garrett was going to be the, the uh, scapegoat for this one. But yes, of course I was upset. They mocked, they mocked Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, they did with the soup, right? They did the soup thing. I would yeah. have more comments on the game, but nephew Kyle showed up and we made bloody berries oh, that were so delicious. Good. And mm-hmm. then my mom showed up and she had all, what was that wine, Kyle? The white wine? Yeah. She uh, had like some had sip of the white wine. funky white wine. <laughs> what were you drinking? I, I made myself a less good bloody Mary and then I went to beer. Um, We had a lot of drinks is my point. So uh-huh. the game kind of flew by for me, but Buffalo, I thought without Foster, I thought they would have trouble. He was like their deep guy, but it didn't mm-hmm. matter. They just found other deep guys. And Singletary's good. Yeah. He's he's just feisty and does stuff. And Allen played really well. Josh Allen's good too. Yeah. He's good. He, I, he's like a franchise quarterback. They definitely don't have to look for a quarterback anytime soon. That's their guy. He's fine. Well, What's going to have... be weird is Cowboys could be out. Rams could be out. Bears are definitely out. Of the play, those are three division winners. I know there's turnover every year, but you would think one of those three would make it in, right? You would think. I just can't believe the NFC East, I would say, is the crown jewel division from a TV standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're doing just a draft on markets and ratings, yeah. Washington, New York, Philly, Dallas is the best you're going to do. It's a monster. Yeah, right. And we're in a situation now where the where the Giants have been bad for five years. Mm-hmm. Washington's been bad for 15 years. Now Dallas, it seemed like they were going to make a step up. Hasn't really happened. Philly's already on the downside somehow. I don't even know how that happened. And this is kind of the division now. I don't, I don't, I feel like this is going to be what it looks like next year. It might. I think you're right. Like, it doesn't really matter when the AFC South in terms of markets is down because, all right, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, that's fine. Yeah, but the NFL football needs these East teams to be good. Yeah. Um, last, one thing we forgot to mention on Lamar, because I saw Tony Dungy say uh, before the game, let's talk about Lamar was picking apart the Niners zone. Mm-hmm. He had 105 yards passing today. Right. 71 of those 105 yards were to tight ends. His leading receiver was Willie Sneed with 12 yards. And I think that I think that's going to be the recipe. If the road to the Super Bowl goes through Baltimore, which I think we can say it does, we can we have the right to change our mind before week 18. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're not getting production out of their receivers would be the red flag for me. If I was going to point to a red flag. If you're going through red flags for every team, the Patriots have about seven. Um, but I think for Baltimore, it's that in the NFC right now, who would you have as the favorite? Did, did the Niners win you over as the favorite in that game? Today? I think they kind of did. Even with this loss, they, they won me over, but I want to see them play the new Orleans next week. That's a, that's a gigantic game. That's going to be fun. I, you know, I still think you got Rogers, you got breeze, you have Russell Wilson. They're not going to be the top seed. All right. Just th- those are tough outs either way. So, um, I'm, I, I can't say anything bad about any of those teams, but I, I'm glad that, like, on the whole, we have seven good teams between the two conferences. Yeah, I think the the top heaviness of the league is going to make for a really fun playoff. So yeah. right now you have, if Seattle wins tomorrow night, if they beat Minnesota, 
then they would be a buy team if this if the season ended today. Mm-hmm. So let's say they're let, they're favored by three. Let's just give them the win just for the sake of this whole mm-hmm. exercise. All right. Saints, Seahawks would be your buy teams. You would have San Francisco as the five seed going to Dallas. And then you would have Minnesota at Green Bay, the six three matchup. But I'd be I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a very in there. I'm gonna I'd be very surprised okay. if San Francisco, Minnesota, or Seattle, which whoever's the five seed, can't go to Philly or Dallas and win that game. I know one of those East teams might be a one or two point favorite, depending on who who travels there, Minnesota. I'd be very surprised at this point. Well, that's why I brought that up because. You know, in the AFC, assuming the Texans are the four seed, unless the Titans can somehow pass them. Either way, that's a pretty strong four seed. Unusually, well, the Texans the are maybe a three, don't you think? The Chiefs have four losses, don't they? Right. Well, Chiefs or Texans or Titans. That'll be one okay. of those three. All three of those teams are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Now you go to your your conference, and it's Philly or Dallas will definitely be hosting a playoff game. Yeah, and it could be against San Francisco, who might be the second best team in the whole league. Right. That's weird. Yeah. But look, think about the next week. You're likely not, not a, you know, far fetched that you have Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Garoppolo. And then the final four of the NFC. I know the Packers ended up winning that game pretty handily and the weather was weird and all that. But that was one of those games where it was like, hey, guys, put this game away. What are you doing? And then oh, finally they did. About, I don't know. Yeah, for, for a half there, I was like, really? Really? You, the Giants are going to hang around here? What's going on? You know what's weird? A few times this year, a team that 90% of the public has bet on has has won, has yeah. won and covered. And it's weird. It's like the public is winning. Some They're guessing right on some of these games. The Packers were one of those teams. It was like 87, 88% of those betting on that game laid the six and a half points. And I don't know. I wasn't really worried. I'm still not sold on Daniel Jones. It sounds like Shermer's going to be fired. This is two double-digit lost seasons in a row. Yeah. But I, I I still don't know that, that they have the right quarterback in there. Well, the public was on the Chargers today. The yeah. line swelled to four and a half. And then Drew Luck threw through a couple touchdowns. And uh and then classic Chargers. Game's over. All of a sudden it's not. It's a tie game. We're going to overtime. Actually we're not going to go to overtime because there's there's a really weird pass interference. And now they've lost again in the last minute. I, I there aren't enough Chargers fans to talk about this for long enough. But really, yeah. can you imagine if this was a team that had like imagine if this was like the Bears, right? And the Bears blew eight games in the last minute of uh, in one season. Like that would be all we heard about for three days. Mm-hmm. But it's the Chargers. They well, we said last week on this podcast when we went over that game, Denver and Chargers, we said just stay away from it. Yeah. These are two teams that it, every week there's a new way to lose a game. Fangio against uh, Anthony Lynn, who somehow won 12 games last year. I don't know how, but if you could have just, you could have just like tuned in with two and a half minutes left because the Chargers had 220 left and three timeouts. And they went, it was fourth and one, and they go for it. And uh, there's a timeout and there's a false start. So a false start after a timeout is hilarious anyway. It's fourth and six. Then another one, another false start, fourth and 11. All right, why don't you punt now? You're still on the other side at two minutes. No, they go for it. That Williams guy makes a, an incredible catch, like a crazy fourth and 11 catch down the sideline. They're 35 yards, puts them in field goal range. And then 
they do Fangio doesn't stop the clock. He yeah. lets them bleed it to like 19 or something. Like he's they're clearly kicking a field goal on fourth and one. Rivers backs out. They they call timeout. They kick the field goal. And then, all right, there's no time left. You left yourself no time. So why are you throwing a bomb? If you're going for it, you would think you'd want 45, 50 right. seconds left. Like you could have. And the pass interference of Casey Hayward, like so, so controversial. But good job by you, Chargers. You did it again. A new way to lose. It's incredible how they do it. Fanny Pack. <laughs> yeah. Him and Anthony Lynn, it's really, uh, it's one for the ages. Um Hey, last year, Crown Royal launched the first off-the-field water break to encourage fans of the game to moderate and hydrate to stay in the game, whether you're watching the stadium, watching home, or in a bar. Have a great time. Enjoy some Crown. Just don't be that person that ruins it for everyone. Make the right call and take a water break. So who made the right call this week or not? Uh, who made the right call? I'm going to say Zach Taylor. Yeah. On the Bengals. Yeah. They get up. The Jets come to town. They're an underdog. They're a three-and-a-half-point underdog. They get up 7-3. They get up 10-3. I was like, they're winning this damn game, aren't they? Why didn't we figure this out? The Jets are a bad team. They won. They beat the Raiders. They're excited. They're uh, they're doing some Joe Namath celebrating with Crown Royal. They're down 10-3. I was like, I'm, I'm live betting them here. Minus 170. Good job by you, Zach Taylor. Of course, Andy Dalton. They're not tanking. They're, I mean, whatever. They may be tanking, but they weren't going to tank this game. They were going to win one stupid game, and this was the one. Uh, good move, Zach Taylor. Bengals get their first win. My right call goes to uh, all the kickers who are now really experimenting with onside kicks because the percentages have swayed so much against them because they can't stack it all on one side. Mm -hmm. Now we're seeing, we we saw one today. I forget what game it was. Was it, I think it was, maybe it was the Pats Texans. Yeah, you got so excited. What no, are you no, talking no. about? You can't remember. The one that ended the game? No, no, not that one. That was great, too. No, there was yeah. one where somebody did the spin. It was almost like it was like a boomerang. It went from right to left. Oh. And it spun to the left. I think that was also in the Pats-Texas game. But we're seeing, like, we saw Koo on Thursday night. Mm -hmm. Two onside kicks recovered. But teams are now, like, figuring out weird bounces and ways to make the ball ricochet up. And they changed the rules that sucked. Nobody was recovering them. But now it's led to this whole innovation with the kick. Yeah. And uh, I'd, I'd like to give the right call to everybody who was in charge of this whole process that made us experiment <laughs> with onside kicks. Crown Royal reminds everyone this football season, take a water break and moderate to stay in the game. Cross-off team, Sal. Wait, how excited, though? Well, we got to talk about that onside kick. How excited were you? It looked, it looked like he had his mitts on it. You were going to get it. The, right the, there. The Texans stopped playing with three minutes left. And I didn't know what we Kyle and I were enjoying it, but um it all led to us getting sucked back into the game and yeah. then the onside kick. They showed the replay and it wasn't as close as it seemed from the right. high angle. But yeah, these kicks now, these weird bounces, it's it's scary if you're the other team. That was bizarre. The Patriots ran after calling timeouts and making the uh Texans punt, they ran two draw plays. To, I know. And they got yardage out of it, but it's a, it seemed like they were giving up too. Anyway. Don't understand it. Cross-off teams. I have 14 and we're only through 13 weeks. So usually the rule is we try to match it to the week. So mm -hmm. here's everybody. If you want to uncross off somebody's, tell me. Bears, Bengals, Broncos, Browns, Bucks, Cards, Chargers, Dolphins, Falcons, Giants, Jets, Lions, Panthers, Redskins. That's right. I mean, you went through those fast, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Carolina's off, right? So we could uncross the Bucks if we feel like nine and seven could get a six seed in the NFC. 
they're fun. I don't think so. I don't, I mean, so that would say that Minnesota is going to lose tomorrow and then go one and three. We could also uncross off the Redskins. If we feel like <laughs> seven and nine can take the NFC. East. Oh, stop. I joked about that, but yeah. <laughs> joked yeah, about it. Wait, what's, where's the joke? I have to say, no, they, they're not winning. What do they have? Well, they, they'd have to beat Dallas on the road. I'm, I'm too afraid to look at their schedule. What do they have Listen, left? Listen, if the Eagles go two and two and Dallas goes one and three down the stretch, seven and nine is the NFC's champ. All right. I don't well, know if we man. can cross off Washington. What do you, I mean, I'm sure they play the pay. You have a terrible schedule, easy schedule, right? All the time. Have you played them yet? Yeah. Did do, you beat them? Should we bring back in the dog in here? All right, go ahead. I, it's over next week. I just realized who they play. It's over. All right, so we don't need to show. I'm going to send them back. No, guys, go so. home. Go home, guys. We don't need you. <laughs> yeah, they're at Give Green. Give them a Diet Coke in a matter. At Packers, it's over. At Packers, home Philly, home Giants at Dallas. Yeah. So I'm well, just. Those last three are toss-ups, but very surprised if Green Bay loses. Still need to win. Well, just walk through walk through this one with me. The, the Skins go into Green Bay and win next week. The Eagles beat the Giants. And they would go to six and seven, and then what would you have? You would have you would have to definitely lose. Oh, you're you're at Chicago. That's losable. I just told you we could lose to Chicago. We could lose to the Rams. Win in Philly, and then win at home against the Redskins, and then we we have the division. You know, I'm I'm uncrossing the Redskins. <laughs> All right, fine. Leaving you're wasting one. ink or whatever you're using to do your crosses. Leaving that one open. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you? I know why you don't want it, Jameis. I think you hinted on it or you said something about it we it you feel bad crossing tampa bay off because they're fun to watch and i i i bet Jameis would throw a pick it hit five of the last six weeks it just wasn't there they were up 25 nothing no, no he thanks to him he really threw the pick it got he, caught it, it got, hit the ground i know it yeah, just hit it, the ground they they reviewed it and they gave the interception back to him i know that was a bad beat for me but i do think like i think you said he was the second most exciting player to watch other than Lamar. Yeah. I have him second. I'm trying to round out the five. I think Philly rivers is in there for me. I think McCaffrey's in there and I think Phil Henry rivers. is, I think he is <laughs> rivers is like a minor league Jameis, except with all the, he's still screaming at everybody, but rivers, Lamar, Jameis, Henry McCaffrey. So Tampa's five and seven and they lost that just insane giants game in week three. Yeah. And then they lost the uh, the Seahawks game in OT that they never should have lost. Mm -hmm. Those are those are two never should have lost games. And if they win both, they're seven and five. We do that every year I know. with them, though, right? Every single. But they're year. kind of they're the Chargers of the uh, of the NFC, basically. Right. All right, we're gonna do guess the lines. Hey, if you're worried about finding the perfect gift this holiday, and aren't we all? Aren't we all worried about finding the perfect gift? Peloton is the gift that guaranteed. To love, we have one in my house. I've used it. My wife has used it uh, dozens and dozens of times. You know why? Because she doesn't want to go to, you know, to the places where you're you're in this hot, hot area with twenty other people. You're all riding a bike, pretending you like each other. No, she would rather watch her shows and ride the Peloton. It's a gift. They'll keep on using it if you give it to them. Endless variety of entertaining live and on-demand classes. Motivation from world-class instructors. Efficient, high-intensity cardio workout at home. I'm telling you, my wife does this. Less time commuting, more time with the people or the shows you love. Better yet, with Peloton's new 30-day home trial, 
Try the bike worry-free for 30 days. And if they, the person you gave the gift with, decide it's not for them, they can return the bike for a full refund. Peloton will even come pick it up at no cost. This holiday, give the gift to Peloton for a limited time. Get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike. Go to onepeloton.com and use promo code Simmons at checkout. O-N-E peloton.com. Promo code Simmons. Thursday night, your team is playing in Chicago. The the Trubisky truthers gaining confidence. They're feeling good right now. <laughs> I have uh, the Bears favored by one and a half. This is a weird one. No, Bears favorite one. I had Cowboys by two and a half. It's the Cowboys by three. First of all, why did you, why did you make a condescending no? When I thought the Bears should be favored in this well, game, what the, it, your team's right. six it, and six. You've beaten nobody. We Who never have you see beaten? anybody. We, we never see anybody. The, these teams play at a hundred percent. But what if they both played at seventy percent? Who's your money on? It's the Cowboys. I'm just going through your wins: Giants, Redskins, Dolphins, Eagles, Giants yeah, again, and the terrible Lions team that you barely beat by eight. Those All are your right. six wins. Why do are you, you like good? The Bears Why should you be favored in Chicago? Why? Because you're Bears the Cowboys. The Broncos, the Redskins, they somehow Absurd. beat the Vikings, Lions, Giants, Lions again. The Bears are not worse or better than the Cowboys. You guys are the same level of mediocre. All right. Well, I'm. You know what? I'm going there this week for Fox, and I'm going to talk to the team, and that's why I think uh, I think that'll be just enough to win. You're going this week? I'm going. I'm doing a Thursday night game. Are you bringing Brad? <laughs> Brad? <laughs> no. Brad and Deep Dish in Chicago? No, I can't do that. That's too bad. <laughs> Sunday marquee. I rarely do this, but we have two. We have two marquee games. Yeah. And you could on. argue we have three, but I, I narrowed it to two. Saints at home against the 49ers. Mm -hmm. A wonderful game. Yep. I think we're going to learn a lot about Drew Brees one way or the, another in this game. And I really liked what I saw from the Niners today, even though they didn't win. One of the things I liked about them, we didn't talk about this. They really went out of their way to punish Lamar. And yeah. we're, we're totally fine with after knocking him out of bounds flags and stuff like that. They hit him out of bounds, what, three times they got called, but there were like two others where they could have been called. Mm -hmm. They really were trying to rough him up and... I don't know. It was there was a bully mentality that I kind of enjoyed, and I think with the Saints, I would assume they're going to be doing the same thing, right? Because the Saints are a little bit more of a finesse team. I would assume they're going to be trying to bully ball them. I have, yeah, the, for sure. I have the Saints by three. That's exactly what I had, and uh, Vegas has it at three and a half. Yeah. The other marquee game: Pats are home, playing the Chiefs. <laughs> I think Man. there's um. Maybe two more marquee. Well, all right, go ahead. That's that's all right. I can't put. I can't give Josh Allen the marquee spot. I'm sorry. That's going to be Apology. an interesting I know. game. I, I listen. I I love that game, but that's not. You can't. Josh Allen does not has not a right. marquee status. Oh, yet. the other one's a night game. That's why. You know. This is okay. Brady yeah, Mahomes. The Pats coming off a loss. I have the uh, Patriots favored by three and a half. I had three and a half. And then after the game, I said, this is going to be tough. Everyone and their brothers getting over open against this defense. Chiefs are going to be good. 
they're gonna have a, an easy time of it Sunday. I I dropped it to three, and it's it's three and a half. It opened at three and a half and stayed at three and a half after that game. I don't understand that. It should be three and a half. So you get that. Hey, Sal, Pepsi takes all NFL celebrations to the next level, whether it's a Hail Mary touchdown, a defensive stop in the goal line, or a Super Bowl win. When it's time to celebrate, it's time to crack open a Pepsi. What is your favorite historical NFL celebration after a touchdown of all time? Oh, I wasn't prepared yeah, for Yeah, I know. I, I wanted to get your off-the-cuff answer. Butch Johnson. I'm taking you back 40 years, but he would do the guns a uh, guns a blazing after a Cowboys uh, touchdown oh, reception. You remember Butch Johnson? Yeah, he would do the good. That was like a big thing. He would like to shoot the pistols uh, up in the air. And if you look at his catch against the Steelers, it didn't matter because they lost. But it is the worst. You think of what's what's look look back Butch Johnson touchdown catch, um, and it is not a touchdown by any means. But he <laughs> celebrated anyway. He dropped it like right in the end zone right away, and they called a touchdown immediately. But anyway, Butch Johnson celebration. Butch would have been a good name for one of your kids. Yeah, Archie. I might change one of them. Yeah. Archie Harrison and Butch. Mm-hmm. Archie Jack and Butch. If you have a fourth <laughs> kid, think about Butch. Okay. Uh, right. Pepsi, the official sponsor of the NFL, reminds you to always be celebrating. Okay. The Watchables. We have three. First one's in Buffalo. Very excited for this. Every time Buffalo is a big home game, you can always count on some announcer to to breathlessly say it's the biggest home game in Buffalo in 20 years. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we do this. Buffalo's hosted playoff games. Yeah, right. They've definitely had a lot of big games over the years. Like We always make it seem like they're this third world NFL country who never gets to host a good game. They've mm-hmm. had good games. Stop saying that. I agree. I have they the Ravens by three. You know what? I'm, I had Ravens by three and a half. It's up to six. Oh, now I decreed that I'm never betting against the Ravens again until after potentially after February 2020. But this is a big, big line and a spot that they don't again, again, don't necessarily have to win. So I noticed this with the Niners game. I thought that line should have been three or three and a half, probably three Hmm. and a half, maybe an extra half point for Garoppolo. I did not bet on it because I have Lamar and every fantasy team and I don't like betting against Lamar. Mm -hmm. It felt like they... What did the line settle at? Five and a half? Yeah, five and a half. It just felt like it was two points because everybody loves Lamar. Right. It was like the, the two-point Lamar cushion. And I It think opened that, at four. Mon- Monday night, before they even played the Rams, the, yeah. the, the spread against the Niners was four and then jumped up to six and settled at five and a half. So now it seems like it's a two and a half point Lamar cushion mm-hmm. because this line should be three and a half. Well, they're sick of losing money. What are they going to do? Everyone's betting the Ravens. What was it? The week before, they were favored by three uh, against, against the Rams. They, they yeah. crushed out. Yeah, when I had that game, and then you talked me into hedging it with the Rams. I'm sorry. I yeah. know. It's bad. And then I had another huge parlay today, 12 to 1 odds. The last piece was the Pats, and I didn't hedge it. I went the other I way. I should have talked you out of that. Pats. You weren't going to listen, though. You were on a roll. Yeah. You had a good week anyway. So I, I was oh, like, you're picking winners Pats. left and right. Why the hell shouldn't the Patriots beat the Texans? The Pats doused me, doused my flames. <laughs> Tampa. Wow, two of my favorite teams. I put this in the watchables because I love both of these teams. The mm. Bucks home for the Colts. Oh, what are you going to do? Oh, man. You know, I'm new. I'm going to bet on the Bucks. Without T.Y., the Colts... They they just and then Marlon Mack too and Brissett on one leg like people are treating the Colts like it's the same team from six weeks ago and it's just not and it, until they start getting healthier I think I I have the Bucks 
I don't think this is what the line will be, but I have the Bucks favored by two and a half just because I couldn't not do that, but I'm probably wrong. Well, you could have said three. You would have been right. That's what I did. So It's three. Oh, man, I thought it was going to be lower than three. Oh, no. Well. I, I will say defense travels, though. So, and you know this. You've seen the Colts, and that, that's why you like them because the defense steps Yeah, but you, it can, up. you can run on the Colts, though. Oh, I got to bet that Jameis interception again. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. I show up. It's a great day. When, when it doesn't happen, I'm get, uh, I get very upset. Uh, like It's like uh, load management is going on or something, and I, I'm not seeing my favorite player. Well, you know what's really happening here. I can almost hear the Ringer social team cutting this out and turning this into a 50-second clip <laughs> on Twitter. It's the Jameis contract run is what's really happening here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They have a big decision to make heading into the offseason. Is Jameis the guy? He's been really kind of explosive at times. His interceptions have been well-documented, but they put up a lot of points. The offense is getting better each week. And at some point, they're going to have to look in the mirror and decide whether they want to give him more money. What will be more interesting is if they decide that not to, and there will be some other team <laughs> talking themselves into Jameis. And then he goes to a new city and a whole new fan base I gets to it. ride the Jameis roller coaster. He's going to be a patriot. And then all of a sudden, this scattered play won't seem so cute to you. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, Kyle actually, in a very dark moment tonight, looked over to me and asked, is this what the next 20 years are going to be like? Yeah. And I didn't have an answer for him. <laughs> I just looked sadly to the ground. When Jameis is our QB next year. Yep. The only you thing triple up on those Bloody Marys, Kyle. We can't generate any offense, but Brady is gen, is regenerating hair at the likes I've never seen in my life. And different colors too. Yeah, he he has his mane right now. It is a Michael Landon little house in the prairie level like right. hairdo he's got. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. We, in fact, I'm not allowed to talk about it. All the Patriot fans have, have made a pact. We're not going to talk about it. Well, they Brady's say, you, why can't you talk about we it? We can't now talk about Brady's hair. No, we just, we're not, we don't want to talk about John Stamos it. all of a sudden. <laughs> John Stamos. It's crazy. <laughs> Brady's hair versus Stamos's hair. You should do that out against all odds. Oh, <laughs> uh, that would be great. If whatever drug he's using to make his hair uh, lush and thick, that uh, that doesn't uh, jive with the NFL standards. That, if it, that does him in, that would be the best. And it's dark. His hair's dark now. What's he doing? I don't know. This is what happens when you marry supermodels. <laughs> Titans are at Oakland. Oakland, a team that has six wins, but I feel like they've been blown out nine times. I don't understand how they're six and six. So they were six and four going to the Jets. They could have been seven and four. They would have had a lot of these games wouldn't have mattered. They would have been seven and four. Now they're six and six. Well, their season's going to officially end next week because the Titans... Um, I think the Titans are really good. I keep this is I a keep projected this on the cross pod. off. You're saying, yeah. I Did we cross that, off the Bears yet? No, they're they're alive because they're going to beat your team this okay. week. Okay, all right. So these, but those two are are uh, they're they're in the queue. Oh no, right? we cross we crossed off the Bears. Should I we did, do it? Right? Do we okay. have to uncross them? Well, no, no, they suck. It. Unless they get the to Bears the NFC somehow, I don't think they're going to do it. The best part is the Bears fans uh, on Thanksgiving just flipping out about Nagy and Trubisky. And then Trubisky actually made a couple of big plays and they pull out this game. That was the best game of the day. We it was. It like, was like, I'm not even going to watch half of it. It was a great game. They pull out this game against this Lions team that had like nobody. Yep. It was a third string QB. It was a bunch of random dudes on defense. Coach mm -hmm. is about to be fired. That was amazing. Um. I have the Titans favored by two and a half in Oakland. 
Yeah, you get this. I went, I went the other way. I said Oakland by one. I'm, I was bad this game. It's uh, it's Titans by three. Hmm. I was gonna bet that before it got to three, but oh well. What is with the Raiders? What do we? Uh, I don't. You know, their defense first, is awful. That's that's what's with the Raiders. They have a terrible defense. I mean, they would have one touchdown, and yeah, but they only scored one touchdown in two weeks against the Jets and the Chiefs. Like they should score against the Chiefs, shouldn't they? I think teams have figured out that car. So, something that drove us crazy in that London game that we lost. Mm-hmm. Um, that car just doesn't throw the ball downfield. At some point, everybody's watching these tapes and be like, "Oh yeah, that guy never throws the ball more than three yards." Yeah. Yeah, and you had to do that. Well, how about how about hand it off? They weren't down by 21 in the first quarter. They were down 7 nothing, and I think like Jacob said close to 100 yards in the first half. Like how about that's your play? Keep the keep the right. Chiefs honest. Jacobs I have to say though, I, I think overall, I think Andy Reid is just like, "You know what? Screw you, Chucky. You could go play for your wild card. This is our division. We're yeah. winning this. You're not beating us at home." Although I will say like Mahomes looks like some of these passes that everybody's going crazy about, it, it's very Brett Favre, Minnesota Vikings era. You know, I'm getting a feel like either these could go either way. A lot of these passes, right? I agree. I think he's been erratic, and yeah. uh, and I'll be interested to see how he does against the Pat secondary next week because that'll be the first, you know, right? First, he, they've had some. When was the last hard, hard game they've had where he's been in? Baltimore. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Well, they lost to the Texans. They, I mean, this is the first yeah, back-to-back the wins they've had since September. So, yeah. um, the barely watchables. We'll rip through these because I want to talk about the Irishman. Mm. Packers home for the Redskins. By the way, we're doing a three-hour and forty-minute recap of the Irishman. So settle in. Yeah, yeah. That, people already lecturing, including Sean Fantasy, lecturing other people about saying I the Irishman that. was too I long. Saw that. All right, we'll get to it. It's like, <laughs> guess what? The Irishman was too long. We'll talk about it after. Uh, I have the Packers by eleven over Washington. I said twelve and a half. It's fourteen and a half. That's too high. The Redskins aren't. That's too high because the, the Redskins. You don't, like, you, you don't care about these college uh, conference championship games. We're going to make a nice money line parlay. We're going to put the Packers in there. We're going to put Clemson, all these big favorites, LSU. You'll see. You'll be done. You'll just need the Green Bay on Sunday. It'll be a nice thing to wake up to. I saw the Auburn Alabama. It's fun. They didn't play any defense for some reason, but that was that was a fun game. The problem with college football is you have to eat. It's you have to pencil in like four straight hours. Yeah, it's forty eight forty five. It's like the entire Saturday, right? I have yeah. I have stuff I'd rather be doing, like play Fortnite. Um, <laughs> you can watch the Irishman though. or watch the Irishman over and over again. <laughs> the Jets are home for the Dolphins. I have this down as a Jets minus three. I know I'm wrong, but I just out of principle could not favor the Jets by more than three. Against <laughs> you should in the try league. to win the game. Don't worry about your principle. I said five at six. Well. I was happily willing to sacrifice that game. I wanted to make a point. <laughs> Have it. Damashek started Sam Darnold over to Sean Watson. This person is Damashek's paid to go in the NFL network and pretend he knows something about football. <laughs> Unbelievable. I don't want to make fun because I ended up 10 and three. How do you not get a buy at 10 and three? I'm the three seed and I'm going to play his sorry ass team. He's five and eight as the six seed and he's going to beat me. It's going to be Beckham's because I, I cried about his trade being illegal. And his guy that he got Beckham or James White, he got the two best guys in a five-player deal. They're going to go nuts next week. I'm nine and four. I'm also in a wild card game. Yeah, you're the four seed, right? Yeah, I have this whole Bucks receiver thing. Is going to be the death of my team because mm. I have to start Godwin and Evans every week, right? I can't bench either of them. 
And yet there are weeks like this week where they just, they had taken an early lead and they're just not throwing the ball at all. And I get 10 points total out of that. You need to win. You have Lamar. Lamar has the Jets in two weeks. So you need to get that far. It's, it's lines up pretty nicely for me. Uh, Texans Broncos. This game's in Houston. And I have the Texans favored by eight. All right. We're going to split this. I said seven and seven and a half. What'd you think of uh, the new Broncos quarterback? That's fine. I don't know, he's okay. He didn't. He didn't have a. But yeah, he, he had two touchdowns, but like 150 yards or something, right? I love how the line moved because he became the QB. Like yeah. Allen, number three was was a huge loss for the Broncos. Right. It's like what's well, going it's on? It's like when the Steelers went from Rudolph to uh, to to Duck Hodges. It, they they couldn't get that line out fast enough. They're like, oh, that's fine. We're good. We'll make right. the line. Right. Uh, speaking of what the hell's going on, the Jaguars are home. There's now a controversy between poor Nick Foles, who anytime the QB has the broken collarbone and they bring him back, it always seems like they bring him back three weeks too early. It's probably mm-hmm. what happened with Nick Foles. Now there's a little Minshew mania. They're playing the Chargers. And I this normally would be a poop fecta game, but I had to put this in the barely watchables because there's a 100% chance this game will come down in the final two minutes and something absolutely ludicrous happening, right? Right. So I have the Jags minus two. All right. It hurt my head to try to think of a line here. Um, I think you're going to be, oh no, I'm closer. I said pick. I said to pick them. The Chargers are favored by two and a half. Am I closer? Yeah, I'm closer. Yeah, you're closer. I don't know how the Chargers are favored. Chargers four and eight still getting respect like they're an 11 win team or something. Well, let me me say this. They're not really getting respect. Which game would you rather watch? Vikings at Chargers or Bills at Steelers? Bills and Steelers. Really? Yeah. That's what uh, NBC did. That's a week 15 they game. It. They flexed Vikings Chargers out and they put Bill Steelers in there. Really? You'd rather see that? Oh, yeah. We love watching Rivers blow up. Why, no, why not? I'm good with Rivers. All right. I'm, but it, I'm good with him. Me. I'm good with him snatching uh, victory out of the jaws of defeat or vice versa. <laughs> what does he do? He snatches defeat out of the jaws of victory. Yeah, he does something like that. Yeah, one of Someone's those things. Somebody's jaws are getting pried open by Rivers. Speaking of the Steelers, they are in Arizona, and uh, I have them favored by one and a half over the Cardinals. You got that exactly. I said four. I don't know why. I I just, you know, I think I oversold that Rams win today. They beat them five times in a row. They've scored 30 points in each game at least and held them to 10. They just own Arizona. Yeah. Kyler Murray being game time decision, all that was weird. Mm -hmm. The fact that the Cardinals suddenly have three running backs is weird. Right. Really only need one running back? Right, right. The poop factor, let's blow through these. Falcons, Panthers in Atlanta. I have the Falcons favored by one. Hmm. All right, you got it. I said three. I thought it'd be a little higher. I'm really, really down on the Panthers after blowing up 14-3 lead to House's Redskins. Makes Why no did sense. I, I have this vague feeling you might have had money on that game? Well, I was so excited too. 14-3. And I, and I started Kyle Allen over Brady in a fantasy league. I'm like, I am smart. This team is good. And, uh, I was dumb, and that team was bad. There was a great moment near the end of that game. They they didn't show a lot of it on the red zone. And I, again, thanks to everybody at the red zone for not showing a lot of it. Yeah. But they get, they're down eight, and they drive all the way down, almost get a touchdown. It's like first and goal from the two. Stuff, incompletion stuff. I forget what the sequence, but now it's fourth and goal. Allen, number two, goes backwards. Ugh. 
And he, and he goes backwards and then he's still going backwards and then he just gets sacked on the 30. The yeah. he ta- it was like a, a minus 28 for their last play that basically knocked them out of the playoffs. So if you start, if you take the snap in the red zone, but you backpedal so far that you're almost at midfield, they, the, the, the channel could go blank, right? <laughs> the red zone, yeah. It, it immediately switches. Off. Yeah, once you're out of the red zone. Right. Uh, Browns home for the Bengals who have been rejuvenated by Andy Dalton. And uh, I like that they went back to him. I do too. It's it's embarrassing when you have somebody who's clearly better than the other guy and you're not playing him. At well, some point, unless you're tanking, unless you're like six NBA teams right now, no offense, that are tanking. But no, it's, it's nice. It, the Bengals tried. As we've seen this year, though, you can't really tank in football. It's too violent of a sport. Right. It's, you can't half-ass a football game. And you could put that guy Finley in every week and that, that'll help. But I know what you're saying. Browns, I have, this is the dumbest line of the week. I have the Browns favored by seven and a half. All right. I had that too. I had exactly seven and a half. It's eight and a half. That's an even dumber line. How about the Browns? Rosillo had a good tweet today about. Um, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you do, you do, uh, you do the Pittsburgh t-shirts and you do all that stuff. And then you lose to a, a third string quarterback. Like just yeah, shut right. up. Nobody wants to hear. Rousseau was like, nobody wants to hear from you again this season. <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> Let's stop covering the Browns. We're done. I, I think we're I think we're covering covering them with chocolate icing because I really don't know what happened to Baker. And as a fat guy myself, I I feel I could say that he really does look. <laughs> Brother Bryce said he looked like he had his rib pad still on. So you think Baker is just gaining weight? I don't know. He doesn't. You know, and he used to scramble for first downs a little bit. He now, just, now he's waddling for two yard gains. My God! Now he's going to attack us now. Yeah, Baker goes after people who attack him. I'm not fat. I weigh the same I weighed before the year. Right, right. These that's, guys, a, that's what he should focus on. How much on. do you weigh? I've seen you. You look like you could lose some weight. <laughs> well, He's going to do that whole thing. <laughs> Don't come at us, Baker. <laughs> uh, Baker and Booger in the same year would be too much for me to handle. If Booger just blocked you a second time. <laughs> Booger. That that uh, that Monday Night Booger-Lamar thing was was just hilarious. Yeah. it's The, the whole time, the elephant in the room of... of him saying two years ago, pretty adamantly that Lamar should be a wide receiver. Right. And then he's like, man, look at this guy. He is unbelievable. He's changing oh, the game. 50 good booger moments a, a week. And Tess, Tess, because every game that he announces, it sounds like he's doing Friday Night Smackdown. <laughs> when there's an actual real game that is like a genuinely great moment, he's announcing it the same way he would announce like, a Cardinals Bengals game. Right, yeah. He he needs he needs to shift shift gears in the car would be my advice to Tess. <laughs> Can't <laughs> be fifth gear for car. every game. Right. Yeah, he's uh I think he's surprised when they have a good game. And there's Andy Dalton touchdown. <laughs> They've cut it to 10. <laughs> like and then Lamar throws 5 TDs and it's like, "All right, this is a moment. Now it's this is right. something I think Joe Buck has done a really good job and mastering over the years is when he gets excited, you know, something exciting is happening. Yeah. When Joe yeah, Tessitore, otherwise, yeah. when Tess gets excited, that just means human beings were moving. Right. Or maybe he's trying to wake Booger up. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. You're, that's right. Tess, they cut it to 10 and 10 is better than 11 because 10, you can get a touchdown and a field goal. 11, you need a touchdown, two point conversion, a field goal to tie. Thanks. Ah, he just blocked you again. Vikings <laughs> are home. They're playing the lions. I don't care. Vikings by 13. 
Uh, you're you're going to get this. I think we're tied now. I said 11. It's 14. Three, six, eight to three, six. Do I have nine? Three, four, five, six. I have nine. You have eight. Two games left. Well, I hit this one exact. Sunday night, Rams at home for the Seahawks. I have the Rams by one and a half. I had the Rams by two. This is going to surprise you. You get this. It's Seattle by two and a half. Hmm. What the hell is that? It's just they played each other. They lost because Zerline kicked it over the crossbar there, over the upright. Who knows if it was in or not? Yeah, these division games, either somebody owns the other team or it's like just it's going to come down to the wire. And it right. seems like there's no in between with the division games. Yep. Well, so I picked this one exactly right. So the best you're going to do is a tie here. Monday night, Eagles at home playing the Giants. I have the Eagles by nine. Oh, you messed up. It's eight. What did you have? I had eight. I told you I had that one exactly. Yeah. It's like the only you one beat I had. Me. That's a win for, for Sal. What a pass by Daniel Jones to <laughs> Sterling Shepard. And the Giants have cut it to 22 <laughs> with three minutes left. <laughs> Keep going. He's not awake. <laughs> All right, it's time for America's favorite segment, Parent Corner. Finding the right car for your family is obviously important. You need room for the kids, groceries, sports gear, whatever else you have. Has to work with your budget too, CarMax. They make it easy to find the right car with over 50,000 CarMax certified vehicles available at CarMax.com. Check out 360-degree photos, ratings, reviews, vehicle history reports, book a test drive, set up a trade and appraisal, start your financing, all from the comfort of home. Discover just how easy car buying can be when you start at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way it should be. Okay, go ahead. So we're on, a, it's Thanksgiving. I got, my parents are there. They're not speaking to each other. There's a whole crazy dynamics. You know my Thanksgiving. And my parents are there. Uh, my friend, our friend Don Barris is there. He warms up Jimmy Kimmel Live. His girlfriend, um, my friend Ken, Harry's, uh, Harry's Ken's butler. Uh, we, have, we have a lot of misfits. We have a lot of family, and then we have my immediate family there. So the kids are running around. Archie, my oldest, is watching football with us. My youngest is watching football with us. My middle kid, Jack, uh, it's going to be 12 years old in February. He doesn't really want anything to do with us. So he goes up on his iPad and gives us exactly as much time as we have for dinner. That, that's how much we're going to see him So because he knows he has to be at the table. And when we go around the table, say what we're thankful for, he barely gets out. Of, I'm thankful for my parents and my family and my friends. So that, that hurts him to even say that. And then he eats and he's like, can I go up? Can I go play on my iPad again? I'm like, yeah, fine. Whatever. Just do. We, we, we don't want you throwing a fit. That's fine. Go play on your iPad. So we eat and we eat dessert. And then with karaoke, um, my wife has friends over and some, some more friends come by and we're doing karaoke till like 1130 at night. And we haven't seen Jack in hours. And Jack comes down, grabs the mic, pour, uh, puts in a song, <laughs> ACDC's TNT. <laughs> Knocks it out of the park. I, I didn't even know he knew this song. Like <laughs> he, He's not even using, the, he's playing to the crowd. He's not even using the, um, the words on the screen. He's doing TNT. And then that, if that wasn't enough, he follows it up with, What's it? Uh, what's the uh, NWA song there? Um, California Love. <laughs> what? <laughs> California Love and TNT. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and he's going crazy and he's talking uh, like it, like he really like feels the lyrics yeah um he's, you know he's talking about uh we in that sunshine state with a bomb ass hempy and uh <laughs> you know diamond shining looking like i robbed liberace and he knows it um in the good old city city of good old watts like he's really looking at us and feeling the music and then he's done and then he drops the mic like Chappelle and walks off and that's it we didn't see him the rest of the night so there you go that's tell him parents. tell america how old jack is he's 12 in february <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic who knew yeah. acdc acdc yeah nice. tnt <laughs> Uh, is there video of this or no? Oh, yeah, yeah. I can get it. My mother posted it. Oh, you might have to videos. put that I'll, on I'll get it to you. So my son, who turned 12 uh, earlier this month, he he's just been a dick lately. He's just a dick. <laughs> Kyle, how much of a dick is he? It's so bad. It's so bad. I hate him. <laughs> he's just a dick. And, uh, and, and, but can get away with it with my wife because, as you know, the, the mother-son bond is just unbreakable. Right. And there could be 92 straight offenses and then three minutes of hugging or just just affection for the mom and all mm -hmm. is forgotten. If our judicial system worked like motherhood with sons, everyone would just get out of prison immediately. <laughs> right. So we, we've come, I think Zoe came up with this term, but when Ben is like just being a dick, we call it menstruating. <laughs> that, that he's menstruating. So there's been a lot of menstruating lately. And uh, and on Thursday night, he was just such a dick. And just the whole day, and he was just a huge pain in the ass. And then at the end of the night, my wife was mad at me. And she's like, I'm like, what are you mad at me? What did I do? She's like, you know, he just, he acts like a dick. And then... You know, you don't you don't step in, and then I have to be the bad guy, and and now I'm getting blamed. So I go talk to Ben, and I'm like, "Look, you got to stop being a dick to your mom. Like, it, this is your mom. Be nice. I know we're in the family, we're together all the time, all that, but this is your mom. You 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 have to listen to her. You can't like snap at her. And yeah, she's the one that's always on your side. Yeah, yeah. and you're a nice kid. Like, you don't get to just be a dick and then think like it's funny." So I talk to him, I go downstairs, come back up and he's just lying on the bed with her cuddling and she's totally forgotten the whole thing. <laughs> and it's, I, I, I just, the whole sun thing, it's like 30 seconds of him just pouring it on and, and that's it. She's back in the palm of his hand. I don't understand it. Well, he, he understands it. He's figured it out, right? So he's, he's figured out. He, I'll tell you who he hasn't figured out with Kyle. <laughs> Man. Oh really? Yeah, Kyle's gonna throw him through the, a sofa at some Oil point. Really? Too. Yeah, he's so anyway. Um, I don't know what the rules are for assaulting your kids, but I'm gonna Google them after we finish the podcast. All right, good. Yeah, yeah. Google it. <laughs> it's good. I think you're gonna like what you find. <laughs> uh, with over 200 stores nationwide and more than 50,000 CarMax certified cars to choose from, they make it easy to find the perfect car for your family. And maybe even nephew Kyle. Maybe. CarMax has your back with a seven-day money-back guarantee on every vehicle. No questions asked. No haggling. Never any pressure to buy at CarMax. Drive worry-free for 90 days or 4,000 miles, whichever comes first. With CarMax. Limited warranty. Head over to CarMax.com today to start the search for your next car. Before we talk about the Ashman, let's talk about ZipRecruiter. Sports teams face many 
challenges. We just talked about uh, all the challenges the Patriots have right now because their skill positions, guys, aren't going. But what we've seen with Belichick in the past, sometimes they figure it out on the fly. Quotable co-founder Gretchen Hebner faced her own challenge. She needed to hire a game artist. She went to ZipCruiter, posted her job, found the right person in less than two weeks. Four out of five employers who post on ZipCruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. All of these would be people that would tell Martin Scorsese that the Irishman should not be three hours and 20 minutes long. Right now, you could try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right. So now we, I carved out five to 10 minutes here for the Irishman. Okay. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's three hours and 20 something minutes long. It is the, I guess you could call it the trilogy almost the, the, uh, the De Niro Scorsese Pesci mm -hmm. trilogy. Pacino gets added in. This feels like five decades of movies, the natural finish line of all of these people together. People were surprised how much they liked this movie. I thought it was fine. That's my review. You thought it was fine. I thought yeah. it was fine. I could have shaved out 45 minutes. It would have taken me probably one day in the edit room. Right. Just be like, hey, maybe that scene when he goes to pick up Pacino, but then they drives by him, then he goes to the house, then he drives by. Maybe you could have cut like two of those scenes. Or maybe when he's flying flying and then he lands in the plane maybe mm -hmm. maybe we could just say he he got to detroit and we yeah we know it, how people get places yeah i it it was a rough cut that was well, my that, take yeah. on the irishman it was a rough cut i agree and i think netflix is to blame because they're like yeah go ahead scorsese do do whatever you want you have no limit i know it was in the theater for a minute but yeah we'll we'll let it let it go let it breathe let it be as long as you want it to be and you can't do that with him he needs guidelines he's like <laughs> right you know, if you put a ton of food in front of a dog, it's just going to keep eating until it gets sick, right? So you have to kind of tell him, now let's get this, let's chalk this at 220 or 230. I felt they easily, easily could have lopped off an hour of that and it wouldn't have affected any of the plot points or, or storylines. I really do. And I mean, I, I was thinking like, what the hell was cut? Because you know they cut some scenes. Right. Every movie cuts a scene. What did they cut if they left that in, you know? It turns out nothing. Not one scene yeah. was cut. But I felt bad. So Pacino, Pesci, De Niro, I, they're probably on my Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I me think. too. Right? Along with um, the guy who played Kanicki in Greece. Like that's, he, he's number four. But no, so it has to be, it has to be a C plus at least, right? That's what we're, that's the bottom. I think it only climbed to a B minus. And for those reasons, I think like it was too much overkill. Like you can't, you can't pick, you know, we, as the viewer shouldn't have to pick out the movie. Like, yeah, these were my favorite parts. And that made up a good two hours. Like eventually something's going to be too long where it's going to turn you off. Right. Yeah. I have a few thoughts. You know, I, I think it's like seeing a band after the band's prime. Like mm -hmm. if, if you saw you two, tomorrow and they had a three hour concert, it wouldn't be as good as vintage U2. Everybody would know that. But if the concert was really good, like, man, those guys were still bringing it. That was cool. And I think that was everybody's reaction with the Irishman. It was cool that these guys could still bring it. Right. But when people start throwing around that this was like a great movie, 
that's where I'm like, Ooh, I, I, I hate to be the throw the water on everything person. Cause they, you know, I, I try not to do that, mm-hmm. but I just watched Godfather too, because we're doing rewatchables about then a couple of weeks. It's, and that's a movie that's three hours and 15 minutes. And that's probably the best movie of all time. If it's not, it's one of the best three or four movies of all mm-hmm. time. So I was coming off the experience of watching that movie and then watching this and like just how many wasted minutes and scenes that could have been half the whatever. And the performances were, were you know, for this stage of, of these guys' lives and careers, the performances were good. They weren't like Pacino and Godfather too. Like, I think there's a chance the Irishman might win the Oscar. And I, I think it's insane. Wow. Yeah. And I, I think it's I'm just because people like Scorsese and they like Pacino and like De Niro. And they think it's really cool that at this point of their lives, they could make a really watchable movie. But, you know, first of all, it didn't need to be three hours and 20 minutes. And if we're doing it by the Netflix binge watch model, that's fine. It should have mm-hmm. been a four part miniseries. Then I get it. Right. But they tried to position it like this was a movie and then people have talked themselves into it and it's too long. It just oh, is. The back and forth between Pacino and De Niro. Like when he has to, I guess we could talk about it, right? I mean, we are talking Should about it. Should we do spoilers? Yeah, well, from here on in, we'll do spoilers. And if people haven't seen it yet, they can just uh, so, stop us. So, I mean, he has to explain to Pacino, uh, who's Jimmy Hoffa, that the big guys are coming after him. Just play ball, right? That's basically it. That's the, for an hour and a half. That's the thing. Like, hey, you're uh, you're upsetting the apple cart here. Just be good. You'll get your job. You'll get your position. But just do it. You know, just don't freak out. You, you know, you're, you're doing things the wrong way. All right. That conversation happened seven times. (laughs) Seven. I mean, we could do two rounds of that. We don't need seven. Hey, you got to tell your boy. You got to tell him to behave himself. All right. If if he'll listen to anyone, he'll listen to you. You How many times do we have to see that? It's great. It ended up being. But like you said, it's like it was good seeing them together. Like I like it was kind of it was kind of fitting that they released it on Thanksgiving weekend because it was like relatives on Thanksgiving. It's like it's good seeing them. But then an hour four, it's like, all right. Yeah. Hurry up with the pecan pie. I think your Uber's here. It's getting late. You know? <laughs> Irishman, I think your Uber's here. Uh, no, yeah, no, no, it's, it's here. A- you have to go. Oh, my God. And that, like, and the only other thing I'll say is, I think it should have been made 10 years ago. Oh, 10? How about well, 15? What about, I mean. Well, when even- was Casino? So this is after, Casino was what year? Casino is 95, which I just watched, which, by the way, is far superior to this movie as well. Okay, sure, of course. So if they do it in 2005, let's say 14 years ago, at some point, these guys are too old. Like, De Niro's 76 years old, and he's stomping a, a shopkeeper on the on the curb. He's curb stomping. It's like, I'm not buying it. I'm just not doing it. And Listen, they are staring at him, and the, and the eyebrows are just too fake. I don't know. At some point, it's just, you can't do it. I, I know special effects are great and everything, but... I just didn't buy a lot of it. If you shoot this in 2005, it's maybe a different story. Listen, the stomping scene invalidates this movie from winning a Best Movie Oscar. Right, that is, exactly. That is one of the worst scenes I've ever seen in a movie that will get nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> I can't believe, if you have all this money for CGI, can you CGI him so he doesn't look like a 130-pound man right. stomping? Like, he can't even, he can barely stand. <laughs> And the guy's like, oh, ah, oh, and like De Niro's like, he needs a fucking walker. What the hell is going Again, on? Again, I want to see the takes that didn't make it. Like, did he fall off the curb? Was he, what was he doing? Did he lose his balance? And then uh, we didn't talk about the de-aging stuff. Now, I know it, it probably looks better in the theater, but I can only judge it by Netflix, which mm-hmm. I watched it on. 
I, I really had a problem with it. I thought it was disorienting. I I thought the guys looked like really old guys who had gotten incredibly good Botox. Yeah. But they still seemed really old. And Pacino's hair looked like the Giants should have been playing on it on a Sunday night. What was going <laughs> on with that? Actually, they might have Jimmy Hoffa supposed to be buried in Giants Stadium. I mean, they might have actually been doing that. Yeah. And Pacino is just in scent of a woman mode the whole time, right? Oh, yeah. We got to get out there with the Teamsters. And he's just dialing it up, you know. Uh, I feel I, like his last five movies have been like that, but fine. Yeah. Well, just, no, but he, his last five, his last 15. But in this one, everybody's like, Al Pacino, wow. He's really good. I'm like, really? Because I, I just watched Godfather 2. He's like a thousand times better in that movie. What are you guys talking about? Right. And then, you know, the whole movie hinges on, I have to like this De Niro character, right? Yeah. Ostensibly that he's the hero of the movie, even though he's not a great guy, but I have to talk myself into, you know, at some point I have to feel bad as he's growing old and he has nobody in his life right. and you're supposed to feel bad for him or have some sort of emotion. Mm. I was just like, eh, all right. Guy was a murderer. His family didn't yeah. like him. He died alone. Like, I, did that need to be a half hour? Yeah. It also didn't have to end when it ended. Like that was, that was the other thing aside from dragging out the meat of the, the story. Like it just, okay, we need to see him in the, in the nurse, nursing home. We need to, do we need to see everyone in the nursing home die too? Like we, we get, we get what happens with to human beings. That, that's it. They expire. Well, then we wouldn't get the wheelchair bocce scene. Yeah. Well, okay. That was big. Maybe put that at the beginning. <laughs> I mean, there's a wheelchair bocce suit. At some point, somebody had to be like, hey, Marty, are you sure this shouldn't be like 225? Right. <laughs> and, but hey, all the film nerds are going nuts for it. And I will say that what I, so let's go positive. What I loved about it was it had these Scorsese touches that just made me really nostalgic to his other movies. For sure. You know, and like even the scene where there, it start the first 20 minutes I thought were excellent. Um, but, I can't even remember. It was so many years ago. <laughs> but they're, they're, the four of them are in the car with the wives in the back and they oh, want right. to smoke yeah. two minutes in. And mm -hmm. it just had all those little Scorsese things. And, and you know, that one assassination scene with the slow-mo of all the people in the, in the, in the crowd reacting yep. to it. And good. there's 12, 13 moments, the climactic scene at the end when Pacino finally gets it. Um, I thought that was really well done. It took yep. a 20 minute setup that probably could have been done in seven minutes. But mm -hmm. um, the other, the other thing with this movie that I thought was bizarre was this was this one guy's account who claimed to kill Jimmy, to have killed Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. But it's been debunked like seven different ways like nobody actually believes this is what happened to Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. So it's like it's like this JFK Oliver Stone situation where this movie now exists that people are like, oh, this is how Jimmy Hoffa died. It's like, no, this was this guy on his deathbed who claimed this is what happened. Right. And nobody actually thinks this happened. Yeah. I don't know why. I think I'm just accustomed to like everyone botching or making up their own endings or making up story. Like, like Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, he, right. Freddie Mercury didn't have AIDS at Live Aid, right? Like you just, you could take such creative license now. It didn't, it doesn't really matter anymore. That part of it. I loved having uh, Pesci back. I really missed him. I thought mm -hmm. he was excellent. I thought out of the three, I thought he was the best one. I thought, and why? Because he stayed within himself. You know, he yeah. did the, he did the calm version of himself. He wasn't, um, 
you know, he wasn't, what's his name, from from Goodfellas. He wasn't stomping guys to death. Hey, do you remember that scene when he told Daenerys he had to take care of the Jimmy thing? <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me think back. Uh, and why? Because he'll listen to him, right? Even though he didn't listen to him the first six times. The people upstairs, they they get, but in one of the seven times that they had that conversation, I thought he yeah. was really good. Right. But look, I'm glad the movie existed. I'm glad it was made. I think it was really cool that everybody got back together and did this kind of reunion movie. But if it wins the Oscar, that's insane. I think it was as as overhyped the movie as we could. And this is not a knock against it. This is maybe why this is a problem. When did we start hearing about this movie? Like a year ago? Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be the best. And then, but we hadn't thought about it. Like, why should this be the best? These guys are, you know, they're playing out the string here. But it was, it was good to see them together. That's all I'll say. Yeah, but I just watched Casino like two weeks ago. So great. Come on. I mean, you talk about rewatchables. I'll never watch this again, right? I don't have time. I don't, I don't, I'll have to retire to watch it, but I wouldn't watch it again. Would you? I There's a couple stretches that I liked. Yeah. I thought the first 20 minutes were really good. And mm. I, I liked the whole stretch leading up to Pacino getting killed, even though it took forever. But, yep. you know... It, the, it was so methodical. It actually was, I don't know. I, I kind of understood what he was doing, but ultimately I, the, one of the things I didn't get was why did Anna Paquin just kind of instinctively know that her father was a horrible Yeah. That person? was weird too. She like, had just they, ESP with her dad. Like every why time does something she take happened. A liking the Jimmy Hoffa, but not uh Pesci. Like why does she love that? They're basically the same kind of guy, <laughs> but she loves, she loves uh, Pacino, but not Pesci's character. Very strange movie. See, so there wasn't like the signature incredible scene, was there? Do no, you think? I didn't think so. I thought Pesci was really good. I'm just glad I got to watch guys in wheelchair play bocce. <laughs> I give it a, I give it a B or a B plus. Uh, all right. I gave it a B minus. But, but I, again, a lot of the hype figures into that. I, I felt like nothing was hyped more than this movie. So I, I was left a little disappointed. I'll tell you this, though. I don't want to be lectured for thinking that movie was too long. Because <laughs> if you go over two and a half hours, you got to have a really good reason in a movie. Yeah. People have shit to do. <laughs> What's going on? I just think it was a miniseries and they didn't want to admit it was a miniseries. So now they're like, no, no, it's a movie. And it's like, yeah. nah, it's a four-part miniseries. There's, there was a meme going around about where, how to split it up to watch the four parts. Like it's a four-part TV show. Mm -hmm. And it was like the exact time. It was like after 49 minutes, that's the end of episode one and right. so on and so on. But they I, absolutely had to release it this weekend because you could you could jump around like you. That was the smartest thing about it, right? If they released this, I don't know, in February, like oh, I don't know if I have four hours, but because it was a long weekend, it was good great work by Netflix. And I'm sure I'm sure a ton of people watch it. I liked having De Niro, and Pacino, and Pesci, and Scorsese back in my life. Yeah, and I'm glad the movie exists. But if it wins the Oscar, that's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, Sal, what do you get to puck? Uh, what do I have? Oh, uh, against all odds, we're doing it Tuesday. We're going over six games, the conference championship games. We're going to hit them all, uh, big NFL games as well. And I am in, uh, I'm in Chicago Thursday night doing a bit for the pregame show. I'll be live on the field also for the pregame show. And I won locking in. I want to ask you real quick. Oh, I didn't bring it with me. Shit. I get a free futures bet. Locking in's 430 to 530 Eastern on FS1, Monday through Friday. I get a free futures bet. The Mavericks, I know you're all over them. Everyone's all over them. To win that division, mm. 
plus 250. It was plus 320 before the game tonight, before they beat the Lakers. Now they beat the Lakers. I'm getting the worst part of the number. Plus 250. They're tied with Houston now. Do you like that? I like the one we talked about this weekend that I'm not allowed to bet on. Oh, what was it? Um, Ben Simmons for Defensive Player of the Year, 30, oh, yeah. 33 to 1. Uh, I can't waste that much. That's a lot. It's, I get a That's too risky? Here. Huh? That's too, like, too much of a long shot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could go with Clippers at 3 to 1 to win the whole thing. I, I kind of like this Dallas thing, but... I think the Dallas thing... The problem is Houston's really good. Yeah, and shit. He's going to score 60 a night yeah, for a while. I've been pretty on this Dallas thing, as you and House can attest. Sure. I do think when they're playing against anybody that's lazy defensively, they're probably going to win the game because of how ridiculous they are offensively. But I don't, you know, they're so Luka dependent. Yeah. So what is it? Plus 280? Plus 250 to win the division. They're tied for the division right now. Yeah, do it. That's a good, that's fair. They, they could go toe to toe with Houston. Okay. Offensively, they're the best team in the league by far right now. All right, I think I'll do that. And you you do have them. You are dialed in with them because you bet against them too this week and you won. You had the Clippers, so. Well, I watch I watch them as much as I watch the Celtics. So I feel like I have a good feel for Right. You know, what what's going on with them. They're fun to root for either way. The the other one, we have that Philly uh we have a bunch of Philly bets. Mm-hmm. And that team's just a roller coaster ride. Like I wish I could sell our bets from now. I don't want to I don't want any money on the Sixers. <laughs> that that team's a nightmare. They they <laughs> They, they're like a football team. They win games with their defense, not with their offense. Their half-court offense is like watching an, an AYSO game or something. <laughs> it's unbelievable. They have Embiid 28 feet from the basket. They're, Horford's 30 feet from the basket. They have no point guard. It's a weirdo team. All right. If anyone wants to buy Bill's bet, I don't know how we're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, but know. they're plus they're plus 650 to win the championship. They're, they're not winning. Two, they're not winning the championship. Two twenty-five to win the East. You don't like anything else. No, they're not winning the championship. All right. I would say the upside team right now. What are the Celtics odds for the East? For the East, they're plus six fifty. Because when Hayward comes back, I think they're going to be really good. Mm-hmm. So tuck that one away. All right. Hayward comes back in like four weeks or something. I might wait so. on that. But we'll yeah, see. wait on that. Yeah. Um, Sal. As always, good job by you. Good job by you, Billy. Thanks to State Farm. Thanks to CarMax. Thanks to Pepsi. They take all NFL celebrations to the next level, whether it's a Hail Mary touchdown, a defensive stop on the goal line, or a Super Bowl win. Remember when we used to have Super Bowl wins, Kyle? Remember those? When it's time to celebrate, it's time to crack open a Pepsi. Pepsi, the official sponsor of the NFL, reminds you to always... Be celebrating. Don't forget about the Book of Basketball 2.0 podcast coming at you Monday at midnight. Dirk Nowitzki. And then the rewatchables this week as well. Wolf of Wall Street and everything else we got going on the Ringer Podcast Network. We will be back on Tuesday on this podcast. See you then.